0: breakfast this morning we're joined by senior tax advisor bowman's P- putti homo and he's here to give us his analysis of uh, the emergency budget speech putti thank you for joining us and welcome how are you
1: Good morning, Wasanda. Good morning to your listeners. Um, good, how are you doing?
0: I'm well, my brother. So, we watched it. I heard about hippos. There were prayers as well. Many metaphors used, but we are looking for some substance towards what was delivered to us by our finance minister Tito Moweni. What, in your in your view, was the purpose of the supplementary budget speech? Sure. Um, so, I think from a
1: tax reform basis um, the disaster management tax bills have been published and, and that's been well covered. Um, yesterday's supplementary budget seemed to focus more on uh, budget, uh, the, the government expenditure and borrowings rather than these any tax measures. So um, it looks like you know, given the anticipated shortfall in revenue collections in the amount of anticipated 300 billion rands um, have inspired the minister to Cut down on expenditure by the government, and there should be a focus on SARS trying to collect revenue. So I think we'll see things where SARS will be trying to collect, you know, a thousand rands as hard as they'll be trying to collect a million rand transaction.
0: Where would you say we are in terms of revenue collection? Is it a good or a bad place? And I guess you you might have answered that with the uh, 300 billion rands, which uh, shortfall, which we we are expected to to, to see. Yeah, so um, I think the effect of COVID-19
1: has, um, you know, we've seen that there's been a huge drop in the collection of VAT, Excise Duties and PAYE, and, um, you know, and on my side, I believe, you know, a reduction in POIE tells us that um, people aren't getting paid either as much as they used to and or people have been retrained. So they SARS they, they would not be collecting any additional P-O-I-E. Um, you know, and that leaves South Africans with less disposable income, which means that they'll spend less, mm. which means that we collect less VAT. And, you know, if South Africans are spending less. Businesses are making less money, and there is, you know, the ripple effect is that you know there is less income tax to collect from.
0: Difficult times, businesses. Difficult times, really, when you think about the sentiments. Pay Caesar his dues. <laughs> it's a bit more crude <laughs> when you understand uh, the partnership we have with our uh, our, our government and our responsible uh, responsibility as citizens to to comply. In terms of the compliance levels, of the collection itself is hampered by the pandemic, we know, but compliance yeah. itself, how can we measure uh, the compliance with some alleviation measures? We've heard that uh, there was an empathetic view with uh, a huge focus on job losses and PAYE as well. What is the right move here in balancing the carrot and the stick and also being aware of what is happening to a lot of people?
1: Sure. So I think, um, you know, in, in February, when we initially, I think you and I had a discussion, and uh, we're coming back off just over just under seventy billion rands shortfall. Um, you know, there were measures anticipated, like increases in VAT mm-hmm. or increases in in personal income tax, and you know, in that budget, little did we anticipate the effect of COVID nineteen. So, at the moment, one of the biggest ways in which Additional revenue collection can be um, received by you know, More looking at those low-hanging fruits taxes, which you know perhaps weren't given the sort of attention that they needed, and/or you know um, they've been quite explicit say They will um, enforce transfer um, pricing and international tax provisions to ensure that um, they collect from that aspect of. Income Tax Act more than they have in the past.
0: Hmm. It's it's, it's a very interesting balance. How 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 well have we used these other options, Puti? Because and I like the fact that you talk about interlax- international tax uh, provisions. How do these provisions affect our our free market? We know that it's a lockdown at the at the moment. Um, you wouldn't perhaps we uh, ind- like to endorse a a nationalist approach, to, um, much like the the trade wars have initiated with the, the China war. Uh, Battle—it's affected the free market economy in itself. And now, when you mention the international taxes, it would seem practical, more than um, to a certain extent harmful for for our country. What would you advise with this regard? Um, this to the international um, tax provisions. Yeah. So, I think the provisions have been there. Um, I think it's more, so,
1: you know, the minister saying there will be a larger focus to ensure that there's more compliance um, in this regard okay. um, then also looking to um, you know, look at syndicates that are related to VAT frauds. So I think it's more about um, maybe doing the hard work that seemed like it may not have similar return um, as some of the easier taxes to collect or some <laughs> of the easier uh, mischiefs to identify and we've seen this, you know, some of the measures that they've tried to put in place to inspire compliance is to say, you know, we will only give you relief if you are compliant so you know, I think it's trying to enforce compliance with the current laws and then also just going into those uh, you know, those difficult places which may have been difficult to enforce and trying to ensure that we, we don't let anything slip through the cracks
0: if you've just joined us, we are with putih Homo, senior tax advisor at Bowman's and he's just giving us a clearer picture where this uh, supplementary uh, budget uh, speech and also uh, some refers to emergency budget speech puts us when it comes to tax reform and SARS with a lack of collection of revenue how that will affect our 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 tax system. Um, what will we need, putti, to move back to a healthier tax tax system? Sure so I think
1: the System in general, um, you know, I think particularly since the appointment of the um, latest commissioner at SARS, it's been in, in a particularly healthy state. I think what we do need is an economy that is going to be on the up, on the grow. But currently, National Treasury sees the economy contracting by about 7%. So it means, you know, we'd be getting smaller. You know, economy is actually getting smaller than it. it should be getting larger. And, you know, as as we've read quite often, you know, the economy is to grow at a rate of about 5%. And as to when we get back to those levels, um, you know, perhaps the, one of the long-term effects of COVID-19 would, would be to inspire the government to create... Um, this environment where entrepreneurship can thrive and businesses can, can regrow and, and over the two the, the years, um, hopefully businesses can recover from uh, the effects of the lockdown and the COVID-19 pandemic.
0: In your view, what would tax reform look like? Uh, the legislation, I think a lot of us listened to our, our our finance minister. He talked about regulations that have been passed as well and which are awaiting to be implemented. And we've long had this discussion about how we falter at implementation. How then can tax reform and what type of tax reform would move us and steer us in the right direction? A lot of people are looking at the opportunities at the moment to perhaps look at the archaic ways in which we are working, some ineffective ways. And when you mention low-hanging fruit, it's not to say that low-hanging fruit is easy to get to, (laughs) to rather to complete or implement. Sure. So I think... um
1: you know, just from a, from a reform basis, um, you know, my view is that the, the tax system in general is um, in a very good place. It's a progressive tax system where we try to tax the, the haves and, you know, reduce the, the burden on the have nots. So, you know, I think really we need to be cognizant. And one of the things that the Minister put out is that government also needs to be aware of its spending you know, um, we're spending a lot more than we're collecting and over a period of time, our expenditures by far are exceeding our earnings. And, you know, I think Finance 101 tells you if you start spending more than you make, you start to borrow. And Mm. one of the biggest risks that we have is that we will end up having to borrow far more than um, the country can afford. So I think, you know, effective revenue collection coupled with prudent spending to ensure that, you know, we spend what we collect and that we don't um, spend
0: too much more than what we actually can collect from the public. All right. And how can citizens inform themselves in in preparation for the medium-term budget policy? So I think, you know, what the COVID-19 pandemic has done
1: is Sort of placed everyone on, want on, on ice. It's very hard to try to look into a crystal ball and see, you know, how will the future look um, in October, where you know businesses are looking simply to just stay afloat, um, to break even, to ensure that they don't close their doors. Um, you know, I think given the minister's speech, we would, you know, South Africa needs all taxpayers. As we can, and on the other hand, you know, South Africans will be watching quite closely to see, you know, how is government really spending the money that they collect from us. Um, I think, you know, every rand paid in taxes, you know, um, as citizens, we will start looking at that very closely and and seeing, you know, is the rand that I'm giving uh, getting to a place where it is being invested or it's is not being spent wisely.
0: Mm. There's also a call we've been looking at. Uh, um, just everyone making sure that um, they pull their own weight. How can we make sure, as citizens, that we have a healthy relationship with SARS and we're not part of the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think that is that is you know,
1: it's as a responsible citizen, um, one would, if we, if we look at the anticipated effect of. COVID 19 and what these measures that are being put in place to reduce expenditure would mean. Um, you know, if there's, there's less spending on education or there's less spending on um, health services or infrastructure or um, any aspect of government spending, it impacts the wider um, standard of living of the majority of our citizens. Um, and I think. Know, it's almost a give and take situation where, you know, I want to comply. I want to ensure that the country grows and the economy grows, and the and the government creates an environment for, you know, entrepreneurship and businesses to thrive. But equally, you know, I'm expecting that the government should be using that money quite wisely. Um, I mean, one of the points that the minister made yesterday is that for every rand that they collect, 21 cents goes to servicing interest. So already, um. You know, 20% of everything that they take is not going into reinvestment and it's being used to service debt. Um, you know, And the more we borrow, the more money that is collected will be used to service debt rather than to invest into um, ensuring that the South African economy is revitalized.
0: Oh, I think that uh, pretty much was well balanced and as, as insightful as it could be without looking through a crystal ball. <laughs> Thank you. We've been in discussion with senior tax advisor uh, at Bowman's Putihomo. He and he's been giving us his analysis with regards to the emergency budget speech. I think we are at a better place, at least uh, with understanding some of uh, the tax uh, implica- implications related to the emergency budget speech. Thank you for your time this morning, my brother, and all the best. Please do be safe. Thank you, Thank you.